Hey, this is Glenn with another episode of Difficult Questions. This one, how do we talk about queer? And what I mean by queer is the oldest sense of the term and the newest sense of the term in that we are people that are playing, and I say playing not to minimize it. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I just don't have a better word. They are playing with gender and sex roles, traditional gender and sex roles. So how do we talk about queer? Because in, especially in the past five, six years, it has been really polarizing and you end up with frustrated people on both sides. And uh, I wanted to try with my background, I wanted to try and find a middle ground to where we could talk about it coming to a place of understanding that we are both, we have different viewpoints and some of us are ignorant of the other's uh, stance and why and priorities. And we'll try to come together because my main goal is to not get people drugged behind trucks. I mean, I'm from the generation of seeing the play, the Laramie project and boys don't cry. And, you know, I, I really just don't want to get people killed. And I think that on both sides, we're inflaming each other and especially the straights are getting super frustrated and I don't want them to get frustrated because they are the majority. The straights are the majority. So, and they will win <laughs> and we'll get into why I think this. We can push, we absolutely can push, but at some point you got to watch yourself. And and this is my cautious, I guess you'd call it conservative side that it's always been there speaking, but I really care to not get people killed. And I care to, to forward people's comfort and respect. But I see that we're getting to a point where we can't talk to each other. And whenever you can't talk to each other, that's when war happens, right? So I want to try and figure out, this is supposed to be a tool to try and get people to talk to, to each other. How can we talk about queer? Uh, so my background is completely heterosexual, male, straight, never wanted to do anything else. I'm attracted to women, but in my adult years, I have made some choices, life choices that have really pushed me into the minority. And we'll get into this. So I kind of, I see where people that are queer feel the frustration and feel that they are not being respected and feel super uncomfortable. And so we'll talk about that. And I have some analogies that you may or may not agree with. Uh, which is fine, but hopefully it, it gets us to talk about it. Um, and then I I grew up in entertainment, an entertainer. So in, 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 in entertainment, entertainment accepts all the people that don't fit in normal society, in the greater masses. They're people that are making different life choices. And some of that has to do with sexuality and gender. So I've always grown up with people that are different. And I don't, I purposely, one of the things that really separates me from others is I don't follow into groups, period. I try to float in between groups. I, don't, I, I purposely, as an adult, have made sure that I have no markings. So I can try to 
except the one that I can't get away from, my face and my height and my body build, my hair color. Uh, but I try to be able to just go in between, in into the conservative crowd and then go into the liberal crowd and, and, and really try and meld because I don't follow necessarily the ideals of anybody but my own, which also makes me a super minority. Uh, I was just talking today about someone who th their, their goal is to, they see themselves as a feminist, but their goal is to have the husband and the kid and the dog and the white picket fence. And for a lot of people, that is a goal. And for me, I call myself a recovering domestic. I tried that life out of duty and it was miserable. I can't do it. And so I'm really a minority. And I also rode, ride, rode a motorcycle, which this is especially a West, Western U.S. It's a car culture. So everyone thinks car and motorcycles are dangerous. And the reason motorcycles are dangerous is because they get hit by cars. <laughs> And I, I think the other way, because I'm on a motor, motorcycle, I think, well, why don't you just stop hitting me with your car? But that's not the way people want to think. They want to think that safety is the, the box around them for when they get hit. Uh, so again, like super, super minority thinking. I get it. I get what you're, I get what queer people are up against because people default to male, female, and, and these, these conservative gender roles that just keep coming back and they come back for a reason and we can fight it. And, and granted we, we should fight it, but at the same time, we have to acknowledge why it's happening. And I think that the conservative side is getting all frustrated that, you know, the, the whole idea there, there is no male, there is no female gender is a choice. To some extent, I, I understand that. I, I personally am trying to override my biology daily. I find what I do as a priority over who I'm with. So I've kind of resigned my romantic world to nothing. I don't want it. I don't, I'm trying to reject it, which is super weird, right? That's not what a lot of people do. Uh, some people are asexual, so they don't have those feelings. I have those feelings and I don't find them useful. So I'm trying to override what is biology. And I think that some people in the queer world actually feel this stuff and, 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 and they're getting pushed back and saying, no, this is the way biology is. Well, we can, we can challenge that. There's no problem in challenge. And I think that that challenge is frustrating the people that just want it to be a certain way. And why do they want it to be a certain way? So I, I've, I've come down to everyone wants comfort and they want to be respected on both sides. So the conservatives want their comfort of this. Is, these are the traditional gender roles. The boys are blue. Girls are pink. Girls wear dresses. Girls go here. Girls are going to want to get married and they're going to want to find a man and then they're going to want to have a baby and boys are going to, boys are just going to be boys and boys are going to do all these masculine boy things to try to attract women. And then women are going to try to 
attract them with their beauty, all these standard things that, well, this is the way it is. Yes, that happens a lot. It is the majority. But how do we come together for the, the minority? And I, I, I was talking to a friend who actually, the reason I'm doing this episode is he's, he has a cousin who grew up female, looking female, still looks female, still is female, but now identifies as male. And he just can't wrap his head around it. He's like, you have boobs, you have hips. I, you were a little girl. You, you, you're very effeminate. You're a woman. You're not a man. And, and so he's getting all frustrated because he, he had a cousin who actually transitioned, who, who was a boy and was a man and then transitioned to a woman and did all that work. Like, okay, I got to live as a woman. I don't want to be seen as the transition. I want to be seen as what the straight society sees as a woman. And so did that whole psychology, psychology game where you got to live as a woman for a year and then, then you can maybe get surgery and then, and then did. And then unfortunately was still for some reason unhappy with themselves and committed suicide. So he equates whether he, I don't know whether he equates um, gender difference with sadness, depression, and suicide, or if he's just absolutely frustrated that, Hey, look, I had this cousin and I was willing to accept her because she did the work. You're not even doing the work. And this idea of the work is something that, I think um, the conservatives really grapple with because, you know, conservatives always you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. If you want it, you can do it yourself. And then they're seeing some people that are gender fluid say, well, I'm male today and I'm female tomorrow and you need to ask me every day. And they're saying, no, <laughs> this person did the work. So why don't you? And there are no rules, especially in the U.S. I always say this country is about what you can get. So if you can get people to ask you your gender every day, great. But it's not going to go over well because people are looking. You're not. They need to, to view the world in a certain way so they understand the world. Right. So we I go. I always call it like a religion. So you grew up Christian and your cousin grew up Christian, and then you thought, okay, Jesus was your Lord and Savior. And then one day, your cousin came to you and said, no, I'm Jewish, and Jesus is dead. Jesus, not dead, but Jesus is, was just a cool guy. So now my world is turned upside down, and you're also telling me that my religion is wrong? And I know people are going to balk at the religion versus reality. You can't argue with biology. Biology is a fact. But again, we're also talking about what is a fact. And I understand that sometimes what we think are facts, we later decide that they're not. I remember I was talking to a, a an, he's, he's my dad's age, but gay man that lived through all the BS back when, when gay was seen as a, um, a disorder, right? The, the psychologist looked at it as a dysphoria. Uh, and, and so because 
gay people have been able to push and push and push. And it's been a hard slog. Gay marriage has only been federally legal for what, less than 10 years, about 10 years. I mean, that that's just fought, 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 fought. And we're finally to a point where we can accept gay as just being gay and it's not a disorder and something's not wrong with you. And now people are coming back with, well, gender dysphoria. Well, something is wrong with you. Well, people want respect. So that's not going to fly with people that don't feel male one day and feel male the next day. They're not. No one wants to say there's something wrong with me. And who's to say? You know, we, we talk about... Uh, neurodivergence. That's the new term. It's just thinking different. Steve Jobs talked about neurodivergence in his marketing plan for Apple. Think different, right? And yeah, people think differently. Who's to say what's a disorder? If it starts negatively affecting your life, I think that's when they decide, professionals with training can decide that that's a disorder. But then Multiple personality disorder was a thing that was on the back of the fat of a fad in the 1970s built off a book. All of a sudden it's real. And now and, and now we later find out that multiple personality disorder isn't really a thing. It's not a fact. Right. So we we pretend to know, but we don't really know about biology. We're just poking at it with a stick. But I need to get people, my priority is to get people to calm down because <laughs> I don't want to get people dragged behind a truck. And I want, I want my friend to be able to talk to his cousin and his cousin not to say, you're just, a, you're just a conservative asshole and you don't love me and you don't respect me and you don't respect the way I am. And at the same time, I don't want my friend to throw his hands up and, and just disavow his cousin because he can't talk to them. And let's get in, speaking of them, let's get into pronouns. And the, the pronoun problem that I have that also I think conservatives have. Absolutely, if you don't want to be defined as male or female, then we should come up with another term. Them and they, I was part of that, the, the hardcore English where they is a term used for, for plural only. My mother drilled this into my head. And then she also, they was the escape term. When you met someone and you couldn't tell if they were male or female and you didn't want to insult them, you would say they. And that's fine, but I don't, that's not my priority. One of, one of the things my friends always do, did would feminize my name and my existence. They love calling me like, like Little Miss Prissy Britches and and Glenda, and Glendolyn, and Glendwina. So male, female never meant anything to me. And if you're going to make me, this is my, I also try to fight and subvert, and I don't like people telling me what I need to say. <laughs> As anybody doesn't like people telling them what they need to say. But we love people, conservative and liberal, loves to tell people how to think and what to say. Um, I always said, I said to my friend who, uh, my 76-year-old gay friend, <laughs> I said, I was telling him about the pronouns because he didn't know. He's been out of the loop. And uh, I said, you know, if people ask me what my pronouns want to be, I want to say it because I really don't care. And I've been a bastard to a whole bunch of people because my viewpoints are very specific and people don't like me. <laughs> so I, I'm it. Just call me it. But that's 
somehow an insult to people that want to be called they because they're they're fighting for being a human being as not male or female, which I understand. I just don't want to be compelled to find out or to make you feel comfortable before I even meet you. If I don't know, I'll ask. And that's, I think, something that the they thing is trying to push for, whether it realizes or not. So by making someone else realize that it's not just male and female or people may not like just male and female. They're making them play along in this, what I call a game, which is again, another point to be insulted. So I think that, that, uh, by playing that game, you're also frustrating people, but at some point it needs to be talked about. The other thing that's really, we're talking about a, what I call a super minority, right? Well, I guess it's 0.06% of the, the, the worldwide um, population f finds themselves in this, this, this gender queer area, whether uh, not assigning themselves to either male or female, which again, I don't believe in statistics because in my research, one, uh, a shopping cart equaled one homeless person and a tent equaled two. We're, we're talking about things equating to people. So I don't know how accurate that statistic is, but it's a small amount of people. And how much can that small amount of people push on the large amount of people before the large amount of people just say no? And then we're kind of backstepping. Uh, I've seen this a lot in the the fight for, for, for women's rights and for... Um, for different races and cultures, their rights, their civil rights. You know, you push, you push, you push, and then all of a sudden you push too far and you're back two, three points, two, three, two, three steps. So what do you do? Uh, my goal is to not get people hurt. That's what I care about. And I think right now we're, we have this inflammatory language that also goes into worrying about destroying the culture. If we don't have men and women and we're going to to teach kids that gender isn't important, they're grooming our children to be queer. Really? That's the hype that we're really no, kids are going to do what kids are going to do. You're not going to make them queer. We know this. You can't make someone gay, you can't make someone straight. We've been through this. And then on the other side, we have the the queer component saying if you don't acknowledge me as they, you are encouraging or inflicting violence on this population. Now, so they're equating words to eventual violence. Both sides are using hyperbole, and I don't think it helps us. I know that on one side, we're saying if you're not saying they instead of he, she, you are causing violence on a population. And I don't think it's violence. I know it's it's words which equate to understanding, which would equate to a possible misunderstanding or a dislike, which then would lead to violence. But I don't think the words equate to violence. And at the same time, you have the conservative people saying that these gender reassignment surgeons are butchers, especially for children. And you could, you could argue that they are mistaken, but at the same time, we've always put these life-changing decisions into the hands of people that are trained 
and responsible and carry insurance, liability insurance to make these life altering decisions. These surgeons, uh, these people that are our doctors who make decisions for us. We put in this God position or this position to change our lives. And it's always been the person's decision with that physician's decision. And if they if that person is too young, it's been the parental decision as well. So I don't know that any of this butcher hyperbole and this causing violence hyperbole does any good. It just raises the tension and people can't get past it. I did want to talk about one thing for the straights is that the conversion, the, the transition is the conversation. And I know that a lot of people that I have transitioned, are transitioning, are non-binary, don't want to have that conversation. But if you have a family member that understands the world in a certain way and you want them to accept you and you have a different life point of view, you're going to have to make those efforts. And sometimes those difficult discussions that you don't want to have have to be had with people that you want to con- you want to continue a relationship with. I know this as well. I have so many difficult discussions. Now, recently, I have just difficult discussions about cars because I'm in Los Angeles and it's the car culture and you have to have a car. And people are saying, you need a car and, and you're crazy for not having a car and you're, 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 you're afraid and, and I just don't like cars. I don't want cars. And I have to explain myself to them all the time. I don't. I just want to live my life without having to get in a car unless I absolutely have to. And I want to not get hit by cars. And I want to not be around cars. And I want to be around, I do not want to be around drivers because drivers are distracted and they could kill me or maim me, which they usually do. So I don't want to be around them. But at the same time, that's a threat to their way, their chosen way of of living. So their car driving world. So me not liking it, me rejecting it is an automatic threat. And they want to have that conversation and they want to try and convince me that they are in the right. It's the same thing if you are, you have traditional gender roles and you have sexualities, male and female and nothing else. And then you're a person saying, no, I don't feel that way. You're going to have to spend time defending it. And it's just a sad reality of minority versus majority. But it's well worth it if we don't want to get people dragged by trucks. These are my thoughts. What do you think? Thanks.